Okay, then. So. Yep. I want to know, before we go down the deep rabbit hole of the Book of Boba, because we're on the verge of of completing the first season. We're on the verge of finishing. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I want to know your experience. Yeah. Ah! Let's just restart this one. <laughs> this is off to a way no. too chaotic no. start. No. Embrace the chaos. We'll do it live. Become one with the chaos. Jesus. What? For those who don't know, Dubs just tried to like levitate himself out of his chair so he could sit crisscross applesauce and absolutely nailed his foot on the table. Uh, screamed. Okay. Anyway, what my experience? What? At the Boston Bruins Seattle Kraken game. I saw a hockey game. This is your first first one, right? <laughs> uh, first NHL game. Yes, it was my first NHL game that I've ever seen. Walk me through it. How uh, was parking? Pa- well, we had a uh, different experience with that because we didn't have to park near the game. We drove into Boston, got there at 5 p.m. Uh, parked- puck drop 7, 7.30? Puck drop 7. Uh, got there at 5, parked, walked to our hotel... But we stayed. Uh, oh, we stayed. Oh. We were in Boston for 24 hours. Uh, dropped our stuff at the hotel. Uh, walked to the game. Looked for some places to eat. It was absolutely packed. That's a Bruins seas, game, baby. Seas of Bruins jerseys. Bruins game, baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we just decided we'll we'll eat at the game. We'll eat in the stadium, in the arena. Um, so that that's what we decided for that, which turned out to be very expensive. But we'll get to that in a bit. Um, and then we we got in, got our seats, walked around the uh, the arena a little bit, enjoyed the the vibe and whatever. I think we actually, yeah, we got our food uh, before we like sat down. Um, so like we walked in, figured out where we needed to go, and then just grabbed our food and and went up there. How bad was the line? Uh, not bad. Like surprisingly, no? not bad. Okay. Cool. Uh, there cool. was no line for us to get our our beers, and then we were second in line to get our hot dogs. Nice. We got them from two different places. So yeah, like five minutes total experience. Very nice. Uh, which was pretty nice. There were also there were vendors like every ten feet, like that's, everywhere. That's a good design because there you want you don't want to have lines. You want yeah, people to exactly. just buy shit as fast as possible. Exactly. And so. Yeah. Exactly. If you spread out the food, you could just get the nearest food. Yeah. Instead of like see a line for food and then think, mm, you know what? Maybe I don't need a yep. my second hot dog or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or nachos or yeah. burgers. So just to get the food out of the way, since I guess it was at the beginning, my dad said he wanted a beer, and I said I'll get it for you because it's your birthday. And he well, goes, "Okay, thank okay. you." Okay, okay. Uh, so I we walked in. They had uh, refrigerators filled with only Tall Boys. So like for nice. those who don't know, it's like the cans of like Arizona iced tea, <laughs> like those, <laughs> but filled with beer and ciders and stuff like that. Found an Angry Orchard, which is my drink of choice. Um, and then my dad was actually like, hey, yeah, that, that looks pretty good. So he got one of those as well. I paid for it. He's like, cool, thanks. Uh, I want to get a hot dog. And he's like, I want to get two hot dogs. And I was thinking like, googly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> two hot dogs it is then. And I, I got two hot dogs to match him because I didn't want to make him feel awkward about him getting two hot dogs and me only getting one while I'm paying. And then he went to pay. And I was like, oh, no, no. This is still me. This is uh, for my birthday. He goes, oh, I didn't know that. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, and those four hot dogs and two drinks were 67 United States dollars, uh, <laughs> which was a little bit of sticker shock. So did you, did your sister get anything? 
She did. Uh, she's still doing the keto, so she got an Italian sausage with peppers, onions, mustard, and no bun. Because keto. So they just put it in a... In a little french fry basket. Oh, oh. <laughs> like a little, one of those okay. little paper french okay. fry boats. Did she drink anything or no? Uh, water. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there yeah, was she... not a single keto option. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there were. There was like uh, Trulies uh, and oh. like some seltzers and things like that. But she's also doing that 75 hard thing, which I don't know if I told you about, which what is, is like a 75 day thing? fitness challenge. One of the rules is no alcohol for 75 days. That sounds... So, it's a nightmare, but okay. good for her. She's doing it. She's crushing it. She's doing such a good, good job. Her. Very proud. Good for her. Um, yeah, so we got that. Got to our seats. We were uh, in the balcony up above, uh, like directly behind one of the goals. Okay. So that's where we were. So we had a really good view of one of the goals. <laughs> and then if you like squint <laughs> and look pretty far, uh, you can see the other goal. Uh, also really good view of the Jumbotron, which is nice. Um, my first reaction to like being in the arena proper, like where the seats were. Like a full arena? Was, yeah, yeah. It was loud as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like they were just blasting music. Yeah. And it was like surprisingly like crystal clear, like high fidelity music. Mm-hmm. It, with just the bass turned all the way up and you, it was like feeling rumbling. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the air on your chest was thumping uh so that was very cool uh a bunch of people like finding their seats and things like that it was also pride day at the td uh oh. arena or whatever so yes, they, yes. they give us the little rally towels uh with oh, the bruins cool. logo with like a rainbow that's gradient cool. on it that's which cool. was very very cool um yeah and then the 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 game started and it was uh it was a good game did you get to see warm-ups we did get to see the warm-ups. We actually walked out right as the Kraken came out uh, for their warm-ups. So I heard the very loud music like in the tunnel leading out to the balcony. And then I just heard booing. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I came out yeah. and like there were 20 of, of my dudes skating around circles on the ice. I was like, oh, okay. And then we got to see the warm-ups, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I like the warm-ups. I yeah. like the warm-ups. Um, Seeing well, them run their drills, do a well, shit ton of stretching. Yeah, but like you just get to see them be loose yeah because they play so structured yeah, yeah um yeah. so when they're just goofing around yeah it's just it's also just absurd because you get to see some of them just embellish their talent yeah because they don't have the time and space in the game yeah exactly so they're like flipping pucks and yep. they're doing just they're like doing these crazy like hand eye drills and shit and it's yeah just, it's like holy which shit. is cool that they're doing like they're just warming up they're yeah. just like doing <laughs> drills in front of thousands of people who yeah. are like looking at them because yeah. they're in the center of the ice and they're professional players. So like, why not watch them warm up? Yeah. And, um, oh man, there's, so I haven't craved an environment that often with COVID. Uh, so since 2020, mm, yeah. so for two years, I haven't really craved being somewhere. Yeah. And I, I've never actually experienced it, but a playoff experience a playoff game in the nhl mm. is one of the craziest experiences that i need to have you haven't been to a playoff game no okay absolutely not <laughs> why because like the ticket prices yeah they, they, they like start at 500 dollars. yeah <laughs> absurd yeah. yep for like nosebleeds i think it's like 250 oh, yeah. 350 yeah, yeah. For we were shocked at how expensive our seats were what are they, 120? Uh, 175, I think. Oh, yeah. For yeah. the oh, balcony dude. behind one of the goals. Yeah. Which we were like, it was like the second cheapest option. The worst ones was like the balcony way in the back in like the corner. And we're like, those are the ones I get. <laughs> and those are like 110, 120 yeah. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Playoff prices? 
The receipts would, going for like five to ten grand easy yeah. in playoffs. But I would love to get seats like right behind the glass. Those are very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said go to AHL games. You can get that those seats for 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so those are really good. Uh, and you still get a really good game experience. Yeah, exactly. Because um, they're like just about pro. Yeah. The um, the playoff experience is so intense. Like when you watch it through TV, mm-hmm. you feel you feel the atmosphere. Yeah. Also, because all the commentators have to be screaming into their microphones for you to hear them, because <laughs> it's so loud. In because there. it's so loud. Yeah. And it's just oh my gosh, and it's a, like you experience it. It's the wave, right? It's the wave of everybody has a collective. <gasps> yeah. Right oh, before yeah. something happens, and then the yeah yes. like when they score or the that's oh you know yeah. So we were. Uh, getting a little ahead of ourselves talking about it downstairs but you did say like it like i i could watch the game and i could tell which team had the puck yeah. it was way easier to watch the puck by the way when you're it's not on a camera that's moving and you're trying to watch it on a tv with pixels okay streaming quality okay uh, yeah. and you're trying to like watch this little tiny black dot like zip around a giant white arena while the camera's moving and there's people skating in front of it and stuff like that when you're sitting still and you can see it with your naked eye <laughs> it's way easier to follow where it's going true um but like i couldn't tell which player uh, had the puck unless they were skating directly away from me and no one was around them i could be like that's number six got it that's larson or whatever <laughs> adam larson yeah, yeah yeah um but uh like that that wave that that feeling of being there live isn't quite captured on tv yet like no. there are a lot of moments where like the like, the Kraken had the puck and they were like really near the goal and there's like one of those little like scuffles where they're like shooting at the goal and he blocks it and then somebody else gets it and they try again like that like oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then like somebody blocks it and like shoots it way away they'll be, they'll be like yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. they clear like, the puck in the penalty kill everybody's like alright let's go here we go yep, here we go exactly yeah. or yeah. like when Pasta uh, <laughs> the, ev- like literally everybody there is favorite player uh, when he scores a goal it's just like the loudest cheering it's I've bedlam. ever heard. It's yeah, just, it's yeah, abs- it's just, bedlam is a yeah, good word for just, it. Like everybody on their feet, uh, just absolutely cheering. the The goal horn is way louder in person. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> I forgot that's your first NHL goal horn. Yeah, <laughs> multiple for like times, fifteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yep. while people are cheering screaming Uh, cheering and then they have the goal song their song um (laughs) wow uh so yeah that was that was unique but yeah i we we said downstairs like the best nhl seats are on your couch in front of a big tv which i'm still gonna say is true because you get to like kind of follow the game a lot better but there's a lot of little nuances that you get from being there that i would recommend that if you're into a sport like going at least once uh getting decent seats at like a a game that you're excited about is a unique experience yeah i i don't does maybe it's because i play hockey every single week i don't desire going to games yeah because i go to a rink every week anyways so i don't have a huge hunger for it and i've been to a bunch i still enjoy it like if you said to me hey Friday the eleventh. Do you yeah. want to go do the VIP stuff for the for the the Thunderbirds Wolfpack, and yeah. the Wolfpack? It's like yeah, yeah I'll go. That'd yeah. be awesome. That'd be so cool. Um, the thing is, is that I, I, I said this before. When I watch hockey, whether on TV or live, I start breaking it down as a player. Yeah, and I don't enjoy 
the emotional swing of it as much anymore because mm. I'm too busy thinking like, okay, what are they doing on pressure? What are they doing on four check? Like, how are they handling the coverage? What are they doing? Oh, that broke down. Like, they're looking yeah. for the seam pass. Oh, there's a bumper option. And I start seeing that and I kind of stop enjoying it because I'm just staring at it analytically. Yeah, and exactly. I just, I, I think that's just a me thing. Yeah. Analytically, how I view it. And it's just, it's fun. I still enjoy it. It's way more fun with people. Mm. Like, if I go with friends and we get get some beers and woo, we're in it. Like, yeah. And that's to me what the live experience is of hockey when you go to a game. It's the community of the live experience. That That's kind of what it is. Yeah. Of that collective emotion and the waves of it and, and what you go through. You know, it's interesting. What's I that? love that exact feeling, but for big Marvel movies and Star Wars <laughs> movies. Like, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Like the, okay. the oh, and like the, oh, oh. Like the collect, like it's almost like a good version of having a laugh track is having like a live audience around you experiencing it with you. I could see that. I could understand that. I mean, I I don't I don't agree for me at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I don't give a shit if the guy next to me is munching popcorn or like slurping his soda. It's like hell yeah, this is sports. It's the loudest thing I've ever been to. But if while that's happening during like the quiet moment in a Star Wars movie, like just. <laughs> That's not as enjoyable. So I'll no. give you that. But but it's also a matter of I will still get taken out of the moment in a live game if the goal score if the goal happens, like somebody scores, the goal horn goes off, everybody stands up. Yeah. And there's two people in front of me that just don't move. They, they don't sit back down when the game starts. No, again. no, no. They just stay seated. Like everybody else is like freaking out and they're clearly they just don't care. They're not into it. Yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Like, why are you okay. trying to kill the vibe? Let me ask you this. What if they had, like, jerseys and hats from the opposing team? Then that would make sense. Okay, cool. Because I did not stand once during a Bruins call. Everybody stood up around Everybody you. around me, and I'm just sitting there pouting. <laughs> did you have any cracking gear on? I did. I was decked out. Oh, I got Jesus. some comments. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, yeah. the Bruins... Literally got in the elevator at the hotel to go down three Bruins friends walked in next to us and goes, what the fuck? Kraken? <laughs> and I was like, I know I'm the black sheep of the family. Cause my dad and my sister are there fully decked out in Bruins stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we go down one floor, pick up more people. It's three more people, Bruins, Bruins, Kraken. And she just goes, Hey, <laughs> and gives me a high five. And they're like, God, you too. Uh, That's like nice. Thick, like Southie accents. <laughs> I hope you guys aren't sitting near me. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, it was cool. I didn't want to, I was going to say this to you, but I didn't, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't want to set any expectations for you in this experience. I just wanted you to live through it. Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, the, Bruin, the Bruins specifically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if for those who don't know, uh, the Boston Bruins, they have a, their fans, the Boston fans have a particular reputation. They're Boston as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, very, yeah. They're they no, are extremely broad, Boston. Yeah. There's, there's some, uh, there's some barns that have very specific types of fans. Yeah. The Boston Bruins, the Philadelphia Flyers, yeah. um, are known for being some of the most famous ones. <laughs> Agents of chaos. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, violence, fights, and, uh, racism issues. Oh. Mo yuck. More common... Uh, remember P.K. Subban? We've been talking about him a yeah. little bit earlier today because of Jackass. He's yeah. on Jackass. Uh, in the playoffs, um, he had some racial issues with Boston fans. Got it. Uh, after he played in Boston. Yep. And a, a lot of people said, it's Boston. 
<sighs> what did you expect? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, the the black all-star defenseman scored the game-winning goal in Boston in the playoffs. What Against did, Boston? <laughs> yeah. Did you expect something different? I um, mean... <laughs> And PK, that's super to, fucked up. And PK, to his credit, came out and because they, of course, they asked him in the interviews, and he was very open. He just went, "Yeah, there's a few people. It's that's not indicative of everybody in Boston, mm. but it's a very uh, PR friendly. Oh, one hundred percent, a very PR guy. But uh, yeah, just Boston fans are known for being a specific type of yeah. fan. So I didn't want to tell you. I was gonna say, you're with your family, so you should be safe. But I literally had a, Bru- a Bruins fan on either side of me. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say so like protection. <laughs> you need to you need to watch out just depending on what section and who you're around. There, are a, a, if you say or do something a little too boisterous, <laughs> if the Kraken end up winning. Uh, yeah, I sat next to a very lovely, nice mother of two young boys. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so we were like we were chatting it up and stuff like that, and she was like, "So are you uh, are you a fan of of Seattle so far?" I was like, "Well, they're a tough team to." be a fan of but so far yeah <laughs> okay good uh and she was like i he wanted to it was like a 13 year old jewish kid and she was like we got him tickets for his bar mitzvah he loves bruins and he really wanted to see the new the new team it was his first new nhl team or something like that yeah yeah whatever vegas a few years ago whatever but um and she's like they just have they just have one of the best logos i've ever seen and i was like <laughs> The colors. Yeah. And she's like, the colors are so good. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. <laughs> That's I cool. met a fan, and of course, it was like a nice, like, middle-aged Jewish mom. <laughs> That's good. That's That's the- better than the fan that I was afraid you were going to run into. Yeah. Which, quit fucking touching me <laughs> no the uh the like who the fuck who the fuck you think you are you know like <laughs> you are yeah like just wearing that jersey you know what i'm saying just yeah. just because uh, i've seen plenty of plenty of enough videos of it happening oh yeah uh so. it was kind of cool too in front of us there was a boston as hell boston dude uh with his two friends that i uh, was a it seemed to be a couple like boyfriend and girlfriend who were both wearing kraken stuff so like right in front of me were more kraken fans uh with their very boston friend uh with bruins jersey and he was like teaching him the rules of the game as it was happening and it was kind of cool to see like like i'm not the only like new hockey no, fan of because not. of the kraken with kraken of course not like that they are what got me into the sport yeah so it's like it's really cool to see that like validated it's like yeah the new team gets new people into the sport new colors and things like that new fans yeah 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 Yeah, it was it was cool to see um because i can understand the intimidation factor of if you were if you became a fan of i don't know like uh, the bruins the bruins yeah like being a fan of the bruins and it's just um there's a whole community of yeah. culture and tradition set up within that fandom. Yeah, I that, can tell you how it feel is I'm you're not a real fan. You are, yeah. you're a new fan. Yeah, and then you have to understand like the chance they do when they score. There's a specific like home arena chant that they have which like, we learned yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's so and that, that's the same thing with the rangers like the mm-hmm. rangers there's a specific chant that they do when they when they score that's not in the song yeah but they like they do it like it's just it's unique cool yeah so like it's all very unique so i think that's really cool with the kraken because that none of that's set yeah you as exactly. a fan set that we're gonna find it you build it as, as a as a fandom which it's is cool. it's also interesting like i've already seen people like try to start stuff there is like their third or fourth game of the season the ref started talking about how like one of the players in a pre-game interview said that he had like chicken parm for dinner or something <laughs> like that and then he scored a goal and like after they already talked about the fact that he shared that he had chicken parm and they're like oh that chicken parm really must have done the trick and then for like 20 minutes throughout the game they just kept talking about their favorite chicken parm <laughs> 
recipes and how much they love chicken parm. So people were trying to make like chicken parm, the unofficial Kraken mascot. Uh, it hasn't stuck, but I really wish it did. No, it uh, it um, that happened with Montreal in the playoffs last year. Uh, one fan. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. After after one of the Canadians wins, yeah, one of the players, uh, Philip Deneau, came out with a piece of pizza. Yep. In the post game press conference, and because he was like celebrating and also recovering calories, and he was just eating pizza, <laughs> and because of that, every playoff game for the rest of the playoffs up until the Stanley Cup final where they lost, yeah, fans would take pictures of them ordering pizza and eating pizza. <laughs> As like tradition of just like pizza up boys, let's go like pizza up fam. We got to get ready for the game tonight, and everybody's posting pictures of just I got the triple cheese like like just because one player was well no because after then, a game. They, then they then then the player started yeah. doing it every post game conference. He would too. always have a pizza every single post game, especially when they won. He would come out with pizza, and he would even have pizza for his teammates that were like on the podium. That's so good. So he would hand them pizza, sit down, and they would be eating pizza. And it became a huge thing of just like, like believe in the pizza. Yeah. So every so it, it's perfect. It, it quickly takes off. Yeah. One hundred percent. So, but also with older franchises like Boston Bruins, which is an original six team. Yep. You then have like you said, you're not a real fan. You have the levels of fandom of just well. Do you know about all the stories, all the wars in the playoffs, all the heroes, all the retired numbers? Like, yeah. Are you really like, and then you get into that fucking like goal posting about it. Exactly. About your fan. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, ex- exactly. But uh, gatekeeping. Yes. That's the um, gatekeeping. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's like with Kraken, like nobody really knows. There's nothing. Like there's a bunch of players who have like existed. So like, I know that this guy's from the penguins and this guy's from blah, blah, blah. Um, but, and, and there's like a little bit of that to know. And then like the coach, uh, and like the owner and people know who the owner is and like, there's a little bit of that, but like I've caught up on that and I like, I feel like I'm caught up. Like yeah. I know this whole franchise <laughs> part of it. Like I even remember, like, I think we had an episode on the podcast, like way back when I was reading all the proposed Seattle hockey team names before it was decided that they were the Kraken, like the Seattle Washingtons <laughs> and the Seattle Washington Capitals. Yes. And the <laughs> Seattle super salads. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. The Seattle Rain City Bitch Pigeons. Yes. I remember that one. I remember that one. Yes. Yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> there were some really, really good names. Um, yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a really fun game. That's, that's I will good. say, like, you could tell that it's like a hockey town or like it's just a really good town for a hockey team. Um, so I told you downstairs, it was a very good game. It mm-hmm. was a first period, nobody scored. Second period, Bruins scored twice. Uh, third period, Kraken scored twice, tied it up, made me very excited. The first goal, I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, woo. Uh, second goal, I like got out of my seat <laughs> like, oh. alone. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let's go. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I like I looked at my dad and gave him a little nod, and he was just like pissed off. <laughs> he was like, ha-ha, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and then... Uh, Pasta, uh, their whole fucking team's favorite player, the whole fucking city's <laughs> favorite player, scored the tie-breaking goal with like five minutes to go. The 
place fucking erupted. Explodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it explodes. And then they played Shipping Up to Boston by Dropkick Murphys when they were like shoveling the ice and like, uh, not the Zamboni came out, but like they did the shoveling. They do the, they uh, it's, those are the TV timeouts, by the, the way. The TV timeouts. Yeah, exactly. When they the red the light came on. They cleared the ice. They played the whole fucking song right after Pasta scored the goal. And like the whole entire arena was like on their feet, like shouting the <laughs> entire song. And as a Kraken fan at the Boston's game, I was like, this is fucking cool as hell. <laughs> like, in this moment, I wish I was a Boston fan. <laughs> there's there's a little bit in hockey, I feel, that's similar to soccer, like European football. Yeah. Where the fans have kind of, again, like this this tradition to things. Yeah, And exactly. this community into its culture. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, 100%. The, uh, the, the Bruins, like, game winning, the, the goal scoring thing is the announcer will say, like, goal by number 88, blah, 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 Pasternak. And, uh, and then he would say, like, the assists and blah, blah, blah. And then he ends it with, woo! And the yeah. whole oh. audience repeats, woo! <laughs> and I was like, ooh, that's fun. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. And then, like, it happened two more times, and my sister joined in on it, and she got a big kick out of it. Um, so it was, it was really cool. It was, like, a very good game to watch. We it, it was for my dad's. It was a Christmas gift that we also, like, the tickets were the Christmas gift, and then we paid for everything, and we paid for the next day in Boston. We did a, a couple fun things. And that was his birthday gift. Um, so, like, I, I'm very happy for that sake that it was a close game and the Bruins won because <laughs> that's my yeah. dad's favorite team. Yeah, but that's so, like honestly, like for me, it was perfect. Like my dad got to see his team win. He's loves the Bruins his whole life. First time ever being at a Bruins home game because he used his to have, whole life. He used to have Whalers season tickets. So he would see the oh, Bruins every time they were in right. uh, okay, Hartford. So, yeah, no need to drive to Boston. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was like, okay. I'll just see them two times a year every year when they're in Hartford. So he got to go see them in Boston. That's awesome. For the first time. That's an awesome And they experience. won against uh, his son's favorite team who he's also a fan of yeah because like he got that hat uh that he just ended up giving me because that's when he found out i was a a big fan of the new team that's so cool that's really cool that's really that's a good experience it was it was a great it's a great experience expensive as hell probably won't be doing it for a very long time (laughs) no that's why most people only do nhl games like i don't know once a season yeah if that they're expensive as fuck yeah exactly between tickets and concessions it's just so expensive yeah um so yeah, unless you're loaded or you have season tickets, yep. Or a hookup through work. A lot of a lot of companies have hookups through work, so you get a little like incentive to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's why like other leagues are so popular. AHL is really popular. That's why the major juniors up in Canada sell out five to seven thousand uh, seats yep. in arenas uh, for kids to play. Yeah, because it's so much more affordable and it's still fun hockey. Yeah, exactly. Good hockey. Yeah. Um, I wish <laughs> I, I wish the whale were closer for the. Uh, phf formerly nwhl because those games are fun too yeah yeah uh speaking of kids uh after the first period they had a bunch of like children come out yep, and they play <laughs> to play they did like a three minutes of fame they played a three minute game and the crowd was just as into it <laughs> like one of the kids scored and the place erupted <laughs> It was so cool. It was so much fun. And the kid did like the, uh, he skated away and like took a knee while he was moving and like fist bumped in the air and like, like bro hugged his, one of his teammates. It was so cool. Uh, and it was like the light blue team versus the dark blue team. And, and it's like, yeah, go dark 
Yeah, and it looks like South the South Park hockey game where they're just like kids walking on the ice almost, yeah. and they all chase <laughs> was, the puck. It was a little better than that. Like we were surprised at how good they were. Oh, really? It was better than that. Yeah, okay, they okay. they look like they were about ten. Um, okay, so yeah, that's pretty like, good. Okay. They could skate because uh, I've seen when they've done it with like eight year olds. Yeah, six and eight year olds, and they're just like <laughs> waddling almost, and like a swarm around. Yeah, the puck. yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. just yeah, not no, as but exciting. It, it was cool. <laughs> it was like it was a close game for like a solid two minutes. And then one <laughs> of the kids scored. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. That's good stuff. Uh, and then so we stayed in Boston for twenty four hours. Uh, got a, a hotel near the arena. Food, what? food, food, food. Oh, food, 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 food. You, <sighs> you calm down. Uh, my sister, so speaking of, she's doing the 75 hard, which is a 75-day fitness challenge. You do Of being two, miserable. Of being miserable. You do two 45-minute workouts every single day. At least one of them has to be outside. Uh, and it could Why? be like a walk, like Why? a brisk walk. It's, it's The whole thing is like a mental like stamina fortitude thing of just, I told myself I was going to do this and I'm going to do this. Just do the warm-up that we did today. Yeah, right? Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about that too much, but I no, worked no, out with Dubs no. today and I puked. So <laughs> it's great. Um, uh, two two forty five minute warm ups. No alcohol. Follow a diet or a an eating regimen. Regimen exactly. Um, okay. Read ten pages of a nonfiction book every day, and I think that's it. Um, so she reads a little bit every day. She works out every day. Uh, oh, and drink a gallon of water every day. Easy peasy. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's pretty good. It's pretty attainable. It's not made by anyone medical at all. It sounds, I was going to say, it sounds, guy. it sounds a little liver kingy. It's, it's Just... definitely liver kingy, but like, it's not fucking psychopathic, but <laughs> I was gonna say he just there posted no a video. Tenets. He just posted a video of after they butchered a cow. Jesus! He takes the giant full sized raw liver and just like tears into okay, it. Okay, cool. It's, it's so tough. my sister, uh, before I woke up, uh, did her forty five minute walk. She just uh, she kept getting walking directions farther and farther away until it was uh, like at least 22, 23 minutes away from the hotel. Uh, and then she started her walk and just followed that route. She just walked around away. Boston by herself straight in pretty much as straight of a line as she could. <laughs> and okay. then just turn around and walk back for 23 minutes. And that was her, her 45 minute workout. Uh, and she stopped to get us uh, Duncan on the way back, which is oh, the, most, morning. the most Boston. <laughs> no, but what a morning. Yeah. Oh, what a good morning that yeah. is. You wake up to Duncan, fresh Duncan coming Literally, in. like, woke Ooh. up to the uh, the lights turning on in the hotel room. I was like, Ugh. she's like, get up. It's nine o'clock. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I heard, like, the ice cubes rattling. And I was like, did you get Duncan? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah, large cold brew, hazelnut swirl, and oat milk. And I was like, you got Duncan. <laughs> Like literally did grabby grabby hands as I raised out of the pullout couch bed like the Undertaker. You got to get the two dollar winter blend. That's pretty good. I you told me the winter blend it's, is it's pretty, pretty good. good. Oh, so that's an amazing start to the day. Breakfast oh. Dunkin' with a maple donut, um, which is very good. Uh, and then we just we left, we packed up, put everything in the car, went to the Boston Aquarium, uh, which my dad loves the aquarium. Uh, yeah, and it was just a grand old time. Um, took a bunch of photos, had a really great time there, went to the Union Oyster House, which is the oldest consistently running restaurant in America, okay. uh, which is in Boston. It's like an okay. oyster house. So we had New England, baby. Um, that's right. We had uh, oysters, soup, fish and chips. It was really good. How'd you have oyster? Huh? Like half shell? Half shell. 
Yeah. Ooh. A little bit of horseradish, a little bit of cocktail, yeah. a little bit of lemon. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh. Uh, so second jealous. time I've ever had them. It was, it was pretty good. They're expensive. Yeah, they're, they're expensive. <laughs> so, my yeah. sister was like, I don't think they're that expensive. They said a dozen for $15. And me and my dad go, what? <laughs> and she's like, I'm pretty sure it said a dozen for yeah. $15. Like, we were so shocked that she's like, okay, maybe it didn't. Yeah. And that, we got there. Not. And she's like, see, right here, they had like a menu taped to the glass. And she's like, J- oh, oh, this is a menu that they used to have in 1920. <laughs> <laughs> literally a 100 year old menu to be like this is what we were serving 100 years ago <laughs> you're like yeah that's what it costed 100 years ago yes 12 for 15 yeah i think it was 18 for six or something like that <sighs> that's so Which pretty good it wasn't that bad that's My still not that bad. Like, that's not bad i was expecting 24 to 32 bucks yeah. so that's not bad yeah it was that's not bad for half show it was good so we each got two uh and then we got we did like the secret like it's his birthday by the uh, so um, we got my dad a uh, Boston cream pie, a oh, uh, nice. slice of Boston cream, which was on the house, which I don't think restaurants normally do that. Yeah, they do. It's like, oh, we'll bring you secret cake and whatever. We'll sing to you. But then like, it's on the bill, but it was, it was on the house. I don't know. It was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was nice. And then we took a tour uh, of Fenway Park, the the baseball stadium. Yes, the I, one where I, the Red know. Sox go. I, I know what it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that was really cool because my dad's also a huge Red Sox. I was going to ask, uh, um, has he been there before, Fenway before? We've been to several games there before. Oh, okay. 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 Um, but you got, he, he hasn't gotten a tour before. I was just saying, was the tour behind the scene kind of thing? Oh yeah. Oh, we like sat cool. in Jerry Remy's chair, like the, <laughs> the announcers. Uh, it was it was extremely cool. Uh, we sat in like the the press box, which the guy was like, "All right, you could have a seat like in this general area." And then he was like holding my sister's chair, <laughs> and me and Abby were kind of like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, get your hand off my chair!" And he's like, "Has anybody seen Moneyball, the movie with uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Jonah Hill?" Uh, that they filmed a scene in this this uh, this room, and this chair is where Brad Pitt sat <laughs> for like an entire day. And my sister was like, oh, that's why he's touching my chair. Uh, so that was very cool. Uh, we got to like sit on top of the green monster. We didn't get to go in the green monster because a field was closed because it was covered in snow and you had to like go through the field to get in the green monster. But told us some like behind the scenes stories and stuff like that. What was like in the process of like telling us trivia, and as I was signing, translating to my dad because my dad's deaf. For those who don't know, uh, he would like finish the story for me, and I was like, "Oh, he knows." And <laughs> the the tour guide was like, "Oh, you know a lot." And he was like, "Okay." And then later he would like start to tell a trivia story, but he'd be like, "Do you know? Do you know who that was?" Like in 1912, they signed a left-handed pitcher. Do you know who that was? My dad was like, "It's Babe Ruth," <laughs> and he's like, "All right," and like just. <laughs> one after the other like didn't ask him a question my dad didn't know which also made my dad super pumped <laughs> that's cool um so yeah it was very cool and then uh the last thing of the tour was we were sitting in the press box looking and talking about the green monster and he's like and that's that's pretty much it so we'll, i'll walk you outside unless you guys have any other questions my dad's looking at the green monster he's like i remember in like 2006 or something uh manny ramirez ran into the green monster in the middle of a game and the legend is it's because he really had to pee. 
<laughs> and he didn't have time to go to the dugout. And the guy immediately started laughing when he said, Manny ran into the Green Monster and goes, yes, he went in there. We genuinely don't know if he peed or not. He has never said if he peed or not, <laughs> but he's never given another reason for why he ran in there. Uh, and the guy who is in there has also sworn to secrecy. He'll never say why he came in there because there is a guy there who like manually changes the scores uh, behind the wall. And he's like, yeah, Manny came in. And then he left. And, like, that's all he'll ever say about it. And the guy was like, I think he peed. <laughs> Which there isn't a bathroom in there. So he just ran in there, peed dropped trout, and peed against the wall, and then ran love, back love, out. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. It was a really awesome day. And then um, then we got McDonald's for dinner. So <laughs> very boring breakfast, very boring dinner, but a very exciting, very Boston lunch. Uh, uh, bookended by some really cool tours. You... You you had a, a a nice a nice uh midweek treat yeah that like I had like a full ass weekend yes and on a Tuesday took a half day on Tuesday left at noon and then took all of Wednesday off got back and like feel fully refreshed and now it's Thursday night baby I got one more day to go before the actual weekend <laughs> what a way to live life more people need to take Wednesdays off I'll tell you that yeah yeah it's good it breaks it up quit huh? taking three day weekends yes about- they're good. But just try it on a Wednesday. How about we just stop having five-day work weeks? Let's do it, baby. Revolution, you and me. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Fridays. Let's do it. But are we going to work 10-hour days? If the work requires that. Okay. Okay. Well, the work requires you actually to work 10-hour days, five days a week. So thank you for volunteering. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Much progress has been made. Yeah. So Boston's pretty cool. That's good stuff. And I'm happy you had a great time. I'm happy the family had a great time. I'm happy... I'm happy the experience fed the hockey passion that you're you're growing. It definitely did. Like, I went there and I was like, yeah, I like this. (laughs) This This is my favorite professional sport game I've ever been to. Yeah. Like, I've been to multiple Red Sox games. Uh, I've been to... Not... Uh, like NFL games, but I've been to like UConn football games. I've been to one NFL game. Yeah, one which, Patriots game. Which oh, Patriots game. Yeah, cold as shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. Yeah. When you go to a non-NHL hockey game, yeah, whether it's college, whether it's uh, AHL, uh, AHL, like minor league, whether it's major junior stuff, whether it's uh, uh the women's leagues, yeah, anything that's non-NHL and non millions of dollars in production and, yeah. and resources <laughs> you do lose out on some things but you gain a lot in others like busy bathrooms that's mm. not a thing uh like long lines for anything they, those don't exist there's no lines anywhere you can walk up and just get exactly what you want immediately <laughs> uh like cramped seating areas or getting past people to get to your seat nope yep nope you can put your you you have you can have a seat for your jacket like just <laughs> perfect. Yes. It's like it's loud. It's the lounge. It's the it's the recliner chair version of the movie theater. Oh yes, <laughs> it's that <laughs> sold versus the fully sold like packed and opening night yeah. IMAX experience. But so, no like music videos on the jumbo jumbotron of like incredible hype up videos which let me tell you before the puck drop there was an incredible hype up video that i yes. hope is online so i can show it to you because you do this thing by the way where every once in a while i'll come over and be like check out this video the rock just posted <laughs> where it's like two minutes of the rock just being like we work hard so we can sweat hard brother <laughs> and it's like okay why are you showing me this i'm gonna watch this before i play video games for eight hours later right 
So you got one of those videos. Yeah, I did. It was cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it was also loud as fuck. Yeah. It's the build up. Oh, yeah, dude. And the playoff videos are intense. Yeah. Oh, dude. The lights in the house go off. Yep. The video starts uh, and like bass turned all the way up. It's like at like Hans Zimmer came in to like <laughs> conduct this shit. Yes. Uh, and then it's like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you're Boston Bruins. And then Back in Black by ACDC yeah. starts playing. And I was like. Fuck, I really wish I was a Boston <laughs> fan right now. <laughs> this is cool as hell. Uh, yeah, it was, it's, it was cool. So you don't get that. No. You get you get like that at 10%, yeah. not 100. All right, everybody, here's the wolf pack. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you get the benefits of the fact that it's not fully packed, which yeah. is, it sounds mean to say because you... The, from the business side, you want everything to be successful. Yeah. It's very nice when you have the space and it's very nice when you don't have lines or weights. There yeah. is no congestion in parking. There's no crazy lines walking in or out. You, you, like you're, it's just, it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah. And the prices are way lower. You park next door. You comfortably walk in. You say, oh, hello. And you give yeah. them your ticket. And then you're like, oh, three, four hot dogs? Don't mind if I do. Yes. That'll be three, four dollars? Why, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much, yeah. It's And then you go like, hmm, this is my seat. Oh, there's a way better seat down there. Let me go yes, grab exactly. that one yeah, and put my that. jacket out. It's and, that. It's that. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm going to walk up to the class. Because I can. Cause, <laughs> Hello, hockey players. Because there's nobody standing in front, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to go down and just check it out real quick. Yeah, like, and then you still get to watch a really good game. Yes. Yeah. You still get to watch good hockey. So uh, it's it's cool. It's yeah, cool. So I, I just wanted not to deter anybody from that experience. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the NHL experience. Wh- I mean, part of the NHL experience definitely is those things that you're missing yes. out on. Like the that's IMAX. What you're for. It's the IMAX level shit. It, it, like yeah, it, like. I guess I'll sum it up with it was expensive as hell, but it was worth it. It's worth it. Like, it was really cool. It's worth it. It's 100% worth it. Yeah. What else is worth it, too, is the Book of Boba. Mandalorian Season 3. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Spoiler alert, Book of Boba. Yes. Let's get into it. Oh, we should have done a spoiler alert for the Boston Bruins versus Seattle Kraken game. (laughs) Um, Book of Boba, fat man. What a 180. A literal 180 because it's a different show now. So, no, no. So here's what I think they're doing. Yeah. I think they're two-handing the they're two-handing it right now. They are setting up the uh fluff filler of what happens to Grogu and the Mandalorian. Mm. So when Mandalorian season three starts, it's it's it kicks off with a fucking bang into where this story of this season is Mandal is the Mandalorian journey back to Mandalore. And regaining his Mandalorian status, sure, like, it's going to be this. This it's not going to be. Well, the first three episodes, he's got to like find Grogu, and then mm. he's going to have to like talk to Luke about it in a way, or yeah. maybe he doesn't. And then, and then they get together, and then they can finally start going off and doing stuff. It's like, nope. Like season three, episode one starts with him coming out of warp. Grogu's in the little bubble behind him, looking around. Like it's just going to be like <laughs> just, just boop, just straight into it. I want to write that down because I genuinely think that's how season three is going to open. Just and he's like literally looking around. Yeah, just looking around in the in the, like the the hatch area. Yeah, the, the little Grogu bubble. The Grogu. Yes. So I think that's what they're doing with that in Book of Boba. Um, I agree with you. Okay. Okay. I don't think it's the right decision. 
I loved the last two episodes. It's arguably like the two best episodes of any Star Wars TV show that we got back to back, which is incredible. Uh, episode five was it like absolutely blew me away. And episode six topped it. <laughs> like I could not believe it. Um, and like, I seriously, I don't remember being this excited about an episode of the Mandalorian besides the season two finale where like he had the fight with, uh, Moff Gideon with the dark saber and we saw Luke, uh, just mow down. Uh, yeah. You know, that's a really good, po- that's a really good point in thinking about it. A lot of the Mandalorian season one was slow. It was slow. It, it was, was really good slow. and very slow. And it was like very like Western-y. and season two is where it kind of got to be more Star Wars, more action, they, more they bigger are, scope. Yeah. Yeah, they are treating Tatooine very much as the Wild Wild West now. <sighs> like the Cad Bane oh, scene. Are we, can we just jump straight to Cad Bane? Because I don't want to okay. talk about a bunch of bullshit before okay. we talk okay. about okay. Cad okay. Bane. Okay. <laughs> I'll just say, I'll say this about the Cad Bane scene. When I saw the figure in the distance. Oh my God. Blurry as shit. I just thought, who the hell would this be? Really? That far away? I couldn't even tell. I that gasped they, immediately. I couldn't tell they even had a hat on. So I was just thinking... Who the hell? And then the second I saw the hat, I just went, they're not going to do it. <laughs> they're not going to bring him in. No way. And then as he got closer and closer, I just went, they're, they're going to fucking do it. They're going to fucking. I saw the skin was blue and I was like, it's. Oh, my God. It's about to happen. <laughs> it's about to fucking happen. Say it. <laughs> Speak to me. Yeah. <laughs> to show me the voice. Yeah. Um, I, I think actually I was kind of the same. The first shot was just there's someone out there with an interesting shape. And then the second shot was like a little bit more crisp. There were less like sun. What's it called when like heat the waves. Heat, heat waves? Yeah, that there he was less in the heat waves, and I could see the silhouette of the hat, and I immediately gasped because there's only one person that looks like that in Star Wars. And why would they introduce another person that looks like that in Star Wars? Why would they do that to us? Because it's the wild, wild, wild west. No, and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Like there's no one else who looks like that who would be walking out of the fucking desert <laughs> to like a cowboy town. Well, you know what this means, that Cad Bane's here, right? Is that he's old as hell. Uh, he's going to fight Ahsoka. Okay. Did, what, you see Boba Fett killing Cad Bane? That's not what's going to happen. I think they might have a cool shootout. I think they do. I think Cad I think Bane that, kills Boba Fett. I think we're seeing like a, a Wild West power band of uh, look how fast Cobb Vanth is at the beginning of the episode. Which, by the way first scene of the episode i was like holy shit Cobb vance is back this is great that's really cool and we get to see how fast he is yeah he does like the uh, what he he said it twice like think it through which is such a cool line (laughs) like through think it through and then when they're about to reach for their guns somebody does and he pops out and another guy is going to get hey think it through (laughs) like i just killed all your friends doesn't have to go this way yep uh which that was such a cool scene uh and then like we see how fast he was and then we see um cad bane cad bane show up and we see that he took him out and his deputy which he like shot Cobb vanth and like scar faced his deputy like oh yeah oh 100 yeah okay i have shot you i have beaten you and i have absolutely murdered you put you in the ground <laughs> yeah i killed your deputy. <laughs> you are so annoying and now you're dead yeah uh, which honestly, that guy was annoying as fuck. He needed to he needed to take several steps back, and he took all. The I like steps how you back. walked up to somebody. Just assume, <laughs> just assume, <laughs> like hypothetically, there are no Mandalorians. Yeah, and they haven't existed in years. Yeah, and out of a fighter, 
out of a, out of a, out of a starfighter that lands in your town is a fully best car equipped Mandalorian. Would I walk up to it? Hey, you can't park there, sir. Yeah. Like just 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 hypothetically speaking in that universe. Would you That is one of the dumbest things you do. Yeah, exactly. That's you don't know what this guy's about. That's the same equivalent of just, hey, the Sith have been dead for hundreds of years. Totally. And you see a Sith starfighter land, and then somebody in all black robes get out and ignite a red lightsaber, and you walk up and go, uh, park it outside, uh, on the out outside of town here, bud. Bud. <laughs> I don't know who you think you are, but, uh... That guy is definitely from Space Boston. Yeah. <laughs> just like Bill Burr. Yes. <laughs> That's but that's my point. It's just, just fucking stupid. Yeah, just you fucking very, stupid. You don't do much. that. Yeah, it was very stupid. Um, and then uh, oh, we changed our name to Freetown. Yeah, which I got a chuckle out of. Apparently, that's actually in the book. Like Mos Pelgo changes their name to Freetown. Freetown. Um, which is which is cool that they tied that in. They like tie. They keep tying so many things into live action, which I really appreciate. I really like it. Yeah, I'm so like glad. we got BD One in the last episode, mm-hmm. the little chicken dog yep. droid. Yeah, um, <laughs> chicken dog. I love that chicken dog droid. Um, and then in this one, oh, so when Cobb Vanth gets shot in the shoulder. Everybody comes out and they're like, "Help sterilize him. Get the uh, get the stim yeah, packs." Or the something. other guy's dead, so fuck him. <laughs> Do not waste your time. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's like, "Please, please help!" And they're like, "Nope." <laughs> we saw how many that was. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, "Cobb Vanth might still have a chance. Get the stim packs, and the stim packs are from Jedi Fallen Order." Like BD one who would sit on your shoulder in Jedi yeah. Fallen Order, when you press the heal button, he would inject you with a stim pack. Ooh. So like that was literally in, invented in Jedi Fallen Order, and then they br- also brought that in. And then Cad Bane from the cartoon, yeah, uh, from the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Obviously, Ahsoka from the Clone Wars. Uh, Cobb Vanth is a character from the books, mm-hmm. and all of Mos Pelgo is a, a town from the books. Um, so cool. Black Chrysanthemum, the uh, the big uh, Wookiee, the badass Wookiee yep. with dreads. He's from comic books. The bounty hunter, yep. It's so cool. Like, that's that's what I really like that this show is doing. But anyway, we see how fast Cobb Vanth is. And then we see Cad Bane beat him and his deputy. We see how fast Cobb Vanth is. Boba Fett is a dumb fucking moron in this show. We need him to do something cool. And I think we need to see him kill Cad Bane in a shootout. The so they do have the advantage to set up the quote unquote best bounty hunter of one time frame yeah. versus the best bounty hunter of another time frame, yeah. which is very much the yeah. what if fan service that yeah. you could do. Um, yeah, who's better, Cad Bane or Boba Fett? Should have kept your or, armor. Oh, <laughs> Should have kept your armor. Yeah, or whatever his voice is. His voice is so cool, by the way. I don't even know what accent it's that like is. It's like weirdly robotic. It's Yeah, it's got like a synthesized Yes, like a synthesized staticky sound to yeah. it, which is very unique. But it's like Western. It's so cool. It's such a perfect voice. And you know what I like about that, too? It always was. It's not like they forced him to be like, no, it's going to be like a wild, wild west style setup. It's like, nope, that's his character. His character's been like that since Clone yep, Wars. It's, it's great. Yeah, yep. exactly. Same voice actor. They, it was the same voice actor. Oh, that's I think so it was good. a different like body double. Uh, yeah. And he had like prosthetics and stuff on, which I think did look a little odd 
like yeah, it didn't look bad. It, it didn't, didn't look, look bad. bad. No, definitely like like Luke in um, the season two finale. It didn't look bad, but it was like something a little bit off. It looks it looked way better now. So good. <laughs> they heard the they heard the the reviews about that. And they well, were just, okay, and more, also do more you Disney dollars. <laughs> it, well, literally Disney dollars. Do you remember when that guy after that episode was like, I tried my own hand at uh, making deep fake Luke Skywalker, and here's what mine looks like, and everyone's like, What the fuck? It's so much better. <laughs> They literally just hired that guy. Did they really? Yeah. And we yeah. were all like, ooh, what plans do they have? Ooh. More of that. Yeah. That's why they hired yeah. him. It's because we want a whole Luke episode. Oh, it was, that was really, that was so cool too. Seeing Luke, seeing Luke as a Jedi master training so, a Padawan. Yes. But also I, so I was wondering because I, I, I know, I know we talked about the what's canon and what, what they're leaving out. I always wondered just, we're not getting Jason. We're not getting Jaina. We're not getting Ben, right? The Ben Skywalker of Luke. Yeah. But would we get Mary Jade in any way? And that's dependent on Luke training off of the strictness of the Jedi way, mm. right? Because he's kind of like a new generation Jedi. Yeah. And because he has a wife in the books. Yeah. Right? Mary Jade. And when he says to Grogu, you have a choice, I was like, nope, they're going to make him... Which makes sense because it aligns to the Luke we see in uh, the Last Jedi. Yeah, exactly. When he's like the sacred text. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yoda's like, and he was page like, turners. They were not. So yeah, he tried to be good boy Jedi all the way up until Ben burned the whole place down, and yes. that's why he was so jaded in Episode Eight. Yes, that's my yes. So they aligned his character to that, which I totally get and I makes appreciate. Sense. But a part of me was also a tiny part of me was just. Will you give us anything from the books? Anything, anything <laughs> well, they about this? They, they're doing a lot of stuff. They're bringing they, in a lot of. They they're are. like recanonizing a lot of stuff from Legends, which I remember when the whole Disney acquisition was announced, and they're like, "Hey, Star Wars fans, you know your whole favorite thing. You know the whole. <laughs> you know the whole universe. You know the thing you've been obsessing about for years. That J.J. Abrams gave us a really good idea in a board meeting once. Uh, <laughs> so we just had Bob Iger take a shit all over it and." dump it in the trash uh and it's gone forever and we're yeah. doing our own stuff yeah. and shut up yeah but they're like they're actually they have dave filoni and john favreau yeah. in charge of it so they're like we liked that and we liked that and we liked that and we can make that fit and we can make that fit and we can make that fit that's gotta feel so i'm not gonna judge dave or john mm. but if hypothetically you and i were dave and john yeah. and we had those jobs I feel like we would be wearing $20,000 customs tailored suits <laughs> in a steakhouse as somebody cut my steak and then fed me the steak while somebody else poured me a $20,000 bottle of wine and they they held it for me to sip out of while we sit <laughs> hands on the table <laughs> while well yes getting massaged and getting like mani pedis and us going so what did you think about that chapter? What if we brought in that character? I think that would be really nice. What do you think? And you go, hmm, maybe. You know, now, <laughs> see, you and I are very different. I would, I would just feel so... I would feel the most superior that any human has felt. That I was... I, I'm wielding with my hands... Oh, yeah. The Star Wars universe. 
<laughs> Are you kidding me? Getting to cherry pick what you want to keep and what you want to like make new and what you want to throw out. I would be I would be carted into the office like Xerxes <laughs> on top of like a golden the, platform. Like the Hut twins. No, no, like Xerxes with the people like folding themselves over when I step down so yeah. I don't touch the roof. <laughs> I will tell you what is canon. Yes, exactly. That's how I would feel if I knew that I could sit down with you and we could craft the for, the official Star Wars universe. Star together. Wars Xerxes over here. <laughs> That's how I would feel. Handed I don't, an empire. I, obviously, I don't think they do that. I think they just have a cup of coffee and they just chat it over. I'm literally thinking like I've seen Dave Filoni in interviews and I think him and I are very similar dudes. It's more closer to sweatpants, sitting in beanbag chairs, eating Chipotle, <laughs> watching John Favreau play the last or, um, uh, Jedi the Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. You'd be like, "Oh, stupid packs, that's cool. <laughs> Write that down." <laughs> oh, BD One, you think we could pay someone a million dollars to animate him in live action? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Let's get more BDs. He <laughs> looks like a chicken, but acts like a dog. <laughs> You are right. Yes. But I'm just saying the feeling is Xerxes feelings. That's what I'm saying. The feeling of oh, doing yeah, 100%. that. 100%. They are sweatpants, beanbags, Chipotle, but they feel like Xerxes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Xerxes and I don't have anything to do with it. Yeah. And I can already tell if I was put in that position, if they said, hey, we're going to let you command the storylines for the Star Wars universe moving forward. Yeah. I would say. Thank you. So I'm a god now. You know, Just- yeah, exactly. You know what my like power trip moment would be? I'd be sitting on my beanbag playing my uh, Jedi Fallen Order. My phone starts ringing. I look over. For- it's playing a. Uh, it's playing the Force theme song. I look over. It says George Lucas. And I just <laughs> press the mute button and flip it over upside down and keep playing my game. <laughs> And I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> a double-sided lightsaber that comes apart and <laughs> becomes two lightsabers. <laughs> That's a good idea. Write that one down. Oh, yeah, right, right. Um, How do they make Beskar? <laughs> My friend Dubs told me about this cool Japanese steel. <laughs> Let's make it like that. <laughs> I, uh, anyways, moving on. What because... if we made a gonk droid, but with four legs? <laughs> What was the episode where the gong droid gonged before it exploded? I think episode four. Like shooting a bunch of step gonk. Yeah, then it went there was a moment of pause and then it went gonk and then it got shot. (laughs) (laughs) That is fucking brilliance in writing okay that is some of the best writing of the year okay are you kidding me in in the writing room in the writing room of Xerxes the Xerxes writing room somebody said we'll have the four-legged gonk droid and then somebody else said before it explodes we're going to make it gonk (laughs) Cut the music for like a split second. Silence. So we could clearly hear the gong. <laughs> a half second of complete quiet other than gong and then it just 
You know what that is, though? You know why it's so good? It's because it's written by Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni, who I'm convinced are the best Star Wars fans in the world. <laughs> like, they just, they know what we want, because what we want is exactly what, what they, they want. want. What they like, want. We love Star Wars. You know what we've always wanted to see? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> we want to see a gonk droid gonk in distress <laughs> before exploding. <laughs> One final gonk for help. <laughs> and then just be obliterated. Because it was a creative decision to be <laughs> It really was. They were in post-production uh, editing that scene. Can, can, can we try turning up the levels on the gonk? <laughs> can you add a little bit of reverb to the gonk? He's in a hallway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> high ceilings, high ceilings. We got to yeah. really immerse this gonk. Oh, my God. It's so good. But that's a good point, because a lot of what happens in that episode, in the latest episode, is... We did want to see Grogu training. We wanted to see what Luke was doing. We wanted, wanted to know to how the temple was being built. If we, Ahsoka is still alive and Luke is around, and I want to see what their interactions would be How come they're like. not talking? Yeah. And we got two incredible things. One, I'm an old friend of the family, which just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that line alone has so many implications of it. Yes. Of, like, I sat down with this motherfucker and told him all about yes. his dad. He knows so much more about his dad because of me than because of Uncle Owen and because of Ben. Yes. Kenobi. Um, but, yeah, wow. That was very cool. And then uh, when they, like, she gives him advice, like, what should I do? And it's like, give him a choice or whatever like that. Uh, or, like, uh, trust your instincts, which is such a Jedi thing to say. Very cool. Um, we got to see that. We got to see Luke training Grogu. In the backpack, hopping around the forest. Uh, that was so cool. That which like people had th like, oh my gosh, he's gonna go train Grogu. And I think the I the like the comic that I remember seeing is Grogu with a backpack carrying Luke around, <laughs> like hopping around the forest and things like that, while Luke is just like mm, yeah. faster. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then like Luke also being like. I knew someone who looked a lot like you, and he talked fucking weird. So <laughs> I'm gonna teach you English <laughs> or uh, or uh, uh, common. What's the the spoken? Oh, oh, I I know what you're talking about. Basically, English basic, in, in Star I think Wars. It's called basic, basic or something. Yeah, it's basic, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like I forget. He said some. Yoda he spoke line. in riddles. That was backwards, and he spoke in riddles. Yeah. Basically, he was fucking weird. <laughs> he was a weird little green gremlin dude. Uh, yeah, and I like how, like, not humanized, but, like, normalized Grogu was in this. He wasn't just the little cute guy on screen. Like, Luke had conversations with him. He obviously didn't respond, but, like, he reacted in a way that was, like, a response. Uh, and, like, he's becoming more of a character, and he could think and feel for himself. We got a flashback to Order 66 with the yes. 501st, uh, yes. uh squadron. Ugh, I also man. like how Luke was helping him walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My girlfriend squealed at that. Like, he was doing his little baby steps, and he was just, eh. and he would do a little, eh. like every time he would land, like still so cute. <laughs> My girlfriend just, went, oh. and then he kept doing that, it's like just big steps. 
Ah, oh, so incredible. <laughs> just have faith. Just like, we're, I'm not walking your speed. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> I cannot walk your speed. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't have the egg. The, the no, egg the, that the, the Mandalorian <laughs> carried him around in the floating egg. No, yeah. so he's just like, nope, we're walking. Yeah, exactly. and you're gonna keep. That was so good. Uh, teaching him to like force jump like Yoda yes. did, which yes. explains how he's a fucking bouncy ball. <laughs> the prequels like bouncing off the walls and the With ceiling the force, fighting yeah. Dooku. It was the, it was force jumping. It was he wasn't just his, he didn't do a lot of squats. Uh, he was like force jumping. Heavy deads. Like we got to see. I'm I'm pretty sure a new force ability, which is like force memory recall, of like I'm gonna touch your head and make you remember some shit, which is kind of I feel like what Kylo does to get information. I was out gonna of say there. That's kind of not explicitly stated of how that works or what they do in that but that's yeah. that is a th- like kylo does that you're right in uh against poe yeah um and uh and ray and ray yeah well he tries that right yeah um yeah that was all very cool and i think it's like it's been implied that jedi can like do it themselves of like use the force think back to like these memories and stuff yeah. like that um so that was also very cool lore building uh you already said it but luke just looked awesome like the way they did the CGI, it wasn't perfect, but it, it was, was really, really, really good. good. It was yeah. really good. I also was, it was, it made total sense. But Luke had Yoda's lightsaber. Yeah, which in the comics apparently Palpatine had it destroyed because Yoda lost it when he was fighting Palpatine yes. in Episode Three. Yes. Um, and Palpatine apparently had it destroyed, but maybe it was like a duplicate, or maybe that was just a little bit of retconning. I think, I think it was iconic, but I I thought that was really cool that. Uh, what makes it? He can't use it. It's too small, obviously. Yeah. So it just makes sense that he just kept it. Yeah. But it's just. Yeah, it was it was very cool. Obviously, he, obviously he chooses the Mithril. I told you it was Mithril chain, yeah. right? Like I told you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think obviously he chooses the the best guard Mithril. Yeah. I I think he will too. Which that's that's what I, I want to attend on. Like that this, that this dome bubble is not meant for any other passenger. Yeah, right? Like, what on earth would that be? Boba Fett. <laughs> in the background, just imagine cute little Boba Fett looking around in space, like, oh, holding his little drive shaft ball, <laughs> having a grand old time in the back seat. I see, I see them together. Yeah. But obviously, we they're not together yet. Yep. So that means the fight has to happen. Yep. The war has to happen. The war. I think it's going to be the war and I'm I know I think you have a really good point with the Boba passes and the the Fett like legacy passes out that or whatever. That was even more confirmed in this last not confirmed but like Boba Fett passes or whatever and the armor goes to like Fennec is what my girlfriend thinks. Yes. Boba didn't speak a line <laughs> in this episode. Fennec is planning the whole thing and Boba's just looking at her like Damn, all right, you know what you're talking about. So I think if he goes, he's going to be like, hey, you know what you're talking about. I trust you with my armor. I think Go it's, be Boba Fett. Yes, I think it's if it's not that, I do see Boba Fett flying to Mandalore to help, to help me. Mm. I do see that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I see it as a very Star Wars style of Mando's under fire, Mando can't escape, or he's being attacked or whatever, and then out of nowhere, you know, here comes Boba Fett and he's mm. blasted and he's yeah, like the, 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 I don't know how Star Wars always does it. It always feels good when they do it and they the, do it a lot. The deus ex machina. Yes. Yeah. And it's just always just great. Yeah. 
Because there's always a little bit, it's not completely out of nowhere ever, except for in episode nine, <laughs> when a million fucking ships come out of the sky. No, but like uh, uh, Lando said, he was going to go try to get help. Yeah, and he gets every ship in the galaxy. Whatever. We're not talking about episode nine. We're talking about happy things today. <laughs> You didn't like that scene? It was cool, but that it was passing. It was a fleeting moment. It was an it was a hollow. I feeling. think it was only fleeting because of portals. It was so close to portals. I think if portals didn't happen, or if mm. Endgame happened, let's say after Star Wars or like a year beforehand, yeah, different hit. I yeah. think portals just hit us with such ferocity of that feeling yeah that all of a sudden it was well your star wars doing it's just oh but but portals was better yeah <laughs> like that's the feeling portals the portal scene from endgame is the most like overwhelming turning of the tides deus ex machina moment i've ever seen <laughs> It's, it's it's stupid. Like it's it's the most three almost dead guys against Thanos's whole army, and then all of Wakanda, all of Asgard, all of the dead superheroes are back. Doctor Strange is here now. All the Guardians, Spider Man, uh, giant Ant Man, Hulk, War Machine, like everybody. Fucking Pepper Potts. Why not <laughs> in an Iron Man suit? And it's like the biggest turn of the tide and it makes sense like mostly makes sense like yes. okay they did kind of tell us like 20 minutes ago that the snap worked and they're all back but we just completely and then about it, that. we lost track of that because so much other stuff happened and now okay here they are right when we needed the most it is a little silly that like sam was probably like okay dr strange when when you make the portal for me make sure it's on his left so i can say the cool thing <laughs> and then like let's all make our portals at the same time like 20 minutes after we're back like they <laughs> well, were they had to group up they had to they came back they were like what's dr. happening strange and the guardians and spider-man up on titan titan they undusted and then dr strange was like wait hold on nope not yet not yet nope wait Wait, okay, now Cap is getting the hammer now. Okay, hold on. Nope, wait, and the shield is broken. Okay, 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 now go, 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 go. <laughs> but hey, I mean, in theory, he saw that's the only way to do it. That's the only timing. He could have. That's the only... Yeah. I was going to reference Lord of the Rings. Yeah, which, which that has two of them. Two there's of them. The Helm's Deep, and then there's the, the Pelennor Fields with Theoden. The Helm's Deep one is pretty yeah. epic look look uh look to my coming on the light of the third day or something yes. like that and then the the riders no, of rohan like, was it was like on the third day look to the east or something like that yeah and then the music yeah and the <sighs> the white light that shines upon the sea of at, darkness right at dawn yeah. yep and then it's all like it's like just this beautiful music and oh, slow motion as they're coming of up horses <laughs> going at an incline that is impossible for horses to run at. <laughs> it would literally just be horses tumbling down <laughs> downhill but that's fine and then the battle of pelinar fields with third theoden ride to death and to yes. ruin and the red sun rises <laughs> that's it's pretty fucking bad that's fucking good. but then they didn't like straight win after that like they helped but literally like oh cool all the superheroes are here now but then you had the second one when they had the army of the undead come in so mm, yep 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 that was that was also a very good one. Damn, damn! Lord <laughs> of the Rings was good with those Deus Exes. Yeah, right, right. Um, but I wanted to end. I think we we heard your answer. You think Grogu's going to take the Star Wars Mithril? That choice that he was given at the end. I, I say yes because 
I say yes because <coughs> I I don't see. Okay, I'm gonna be very cynical here, yeah. and I don't want to be cynical. Sure, but I'm too old and jaded yep. to yep. not be cynical. Hit us. We're ready. It is a bad business plan for product sales to not have Grogu involved. Yep. So Grogu has to be there. All of my decisions have been made with like a very meta lens of, okay, number one, there's a big bubble on the back of the ship. What's the bubble for if it's not for Grogu? Which obviously that's not a story reason why Grogu would take it. Grogu doesn't know about the fucking bubble. So he wouldn't be like, I got to fill out that bubble. Uh, (laughs) My daddy's got a bubble with nobody, no good boy to be in it. Yeah. Um, but they made a bubble, so obviously Grogu has to be in the bubble. Number two, I don't think it would have been a cliffhanger if he chose the lightsaber. Because if he chose the lightsaber, that actually would have been a pretty good thing to end that episode on. And that neatly ties the bow on Grogu is gone now. Like, we saw him walk away with Luke at the end of season two, and yes. they're all kind of in denial. You, you, they can we, close the book. And now we see that he's in good hands. Yes. He's got Mama Ahsoka and Papa Luke... <laughs> Like, kind of raise him with all the little gonk spiders building the temple. Um, and and he's in, he's remembering, he's healing. Uh, this is what he actually needs. And he's yes, going to take the lightsaber. The yes. And he gives up uh, Mandalorian. He helped him get here, but now this is where he needs to be. Needs to be. And that's nice. That would have been a nice, sad, touching, but nice end to the episode. The fact that they left it on a cliffhanger... Why would he choose the lightsaber? They leave it on a cliffhanger, and then we come back to that, and he is like, yeah, fuck him. Like, <laughs> just I choose the lightsaber. Like, that would be very unfulfilling, unless they do it in some really creative way. I think he's going to choose the armor. He's going to go back uh, with Mando, and then season three is going to be kind of like the search to rebuild Mandalore, but also like the search for like Grogu finding himself and trying to figure out like, who he's going to be in the world. He's going to be a Mandalorian foundling. He's force sensitive. Maybe there's something there. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I think the fact that it's a cliffhanger. I think the episode seven or a post credit scene for episode seven is going to end with Din getting like a ping to like go back to that planet. And he shows back up and Luke is like, yeah, take a fucking kid. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> he chose your stupid shirt. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's. I think it's a little bit of that. I, I, I think that as well. And Or like, this is the one thing where I'm like, this is another reason why he's going to choose the shirt. But also maybe this is a reason why he could maybe not is because if he does take the lightsaber and he stays there, either Kylo Ren kills him. Yes. Or we're going to need an answer as to how he gets out of Luke's training. Well, eventually, we don't know who actually dies. Luke said he wiped them all out. He killed all of his students. Yeah. He killed all the students. That doesn't mean Grogu was a student at the time. That's true. Could be true. Um, is not his student. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So, in theory, he could also just be like, if he chose the lightsaber and stays, hypothetically, before the Kylo series, Ahsoka and Grogu leave. What? Yeah. Okay, that's what I was just thinking. Because Ahsoka leaves, don't forget. Yeah. Because she's like, okay, bye. And he's like, well, I see you again. She's like, our paths will cross. What if... What if we get to see him in the Ahsoka series? Because Ahsoka's getting her own show. That would be a good way to get more Grogu merch. He would have a lightsaber. He would be still being trained to be a Jedi, or we're not really sure where Ahsoka stands on the matter. You know what? You know what you do to be smart? Mm. You know what you do to be smart? <clears throat> you you weave Grogu the way you do with Boba and, uh, and Mando, Din, right? You... 
have him take the lightsaber and then you get to show the trainings and then you have him be a part of essentially this Jedi series with Ahsoka and Luke, mm. like that timeline. Yeah. And then when Mando needs help the most, who shows up? Little tiny Grogu? <laughs> with chain mail. <laughs> yeah. I got both. Uh, yeah, just, just imagine that scene, right? Yeah. And then you have you have a Jedi trained Grogu at that point jumping around like yoda jumping around and helping uh then and then like they partner up again yeah right okay something there's something there There, they there's options there yeah there's a lot of options there um i'm wondering how like i didn't think about it until you said it and you're very smart for saying it but i didn't think the possibility of boba fett the boba fett we know passing until you said it full credit to my girlfriend you're a very intelligent girlfriend because now that's all I can think about is how it does this set that up? Does this set that up? Can this set that up? And now I'm just like, oh, it does. It the answer does. to all of it is yeah, it could kind of does. It kind of <laughs> does. And I, I really hope, I really hope it's wrong. Not so much, not so much that I, I hope your girlfriend's wrong, but it's just, I, I, I just hope it's, it won't be a surprise now is my point. Mm. Cause I'll, cause if it happens, I'll just go, she was right. Yeah. It won't be, oh, like, I want that reaction. I want, like, a shocked reaction. I don't want to, oh, yeah, I figured, you know, think I, just, I deduced it enough, you know. I equally think it very well could happen, or there's no way they would do that. Like, I'm right in the middle. He's like, too strong of a property, I feel. Right. In a way. But it's is he too strong of a property, or is it the armor? Is it an action figure that's wearing that armor? Too strong of a property. Well, so it's, is slap it the voice? a girl in there. Is it the voice of Boba Fett? a little ponytail. Fett? But is it the voice of Boba Fett? Is mm. it the presence of Boba Fett? I wonder how Fennec's voice would sound through the helmet with the little modulator. <laughs> that, that would probably be pretty cool. Bo-Katan's voice sounds pretty cool coming out of the modulator. A part of me thinks that Boba Fett's story isn't done. A part of me thinks after the war, after this war on Tatooine, because I feel like his story's just beginning, mm. like a new chapter is, mm. because he's all about the tribe and a community, and 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 it's a side of him we haven't seen much of. Mm. He's been a bounty hunter up until the Sarlacc, and now it's this. So we haven't seen this full fledged journey of who he becomes to uh, for the rest of his days, so to speak. Yeah, you know, and that's the th- Cad Bane's involved. Cad Bane's a real wild card, isn't he? <laughs> He it that is the biggest curve to this, th- or let's say he uh like he gets a there's a rematch of of a of a shootout and yeah. then he gets shot this time and Cad Bane goes down right like yeah because I'm assuming what's his name lives I'm assuming Cobb Vanth yeah yeah I'm assuming he lives yeah I so, think so too um he shows up in the war and Cad Bane's there and just the two of them it's just like I don't need armor this time. Captain's like, oh, you shut up or something. And then he just, bam, he gets him that time. Right? Like, all right. <laughs> like, there's so many things. Like you said, with Cad Bane there, it's just, they're so. Here's the other thing with Cad Bane. I could see that being it for Cad Bane. He shows no, up. No, 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 That's no, how no, he no. operates. No, He no, gets no, no, hired no, no, to no, do no. some dirty job by someone mysterious, even though this time it's not very mysterious. It's a syndicate. He comes in. Hey, go kill this sheriff, scare the town, shoot the sheriff in the shoulder, whatever, hurt him, uh, scare them into not helping Boba Fett because we want to take over the planet. He's like, how much are you paying? Yeah. And they'll pay him. He's like, all right. And he goes and he does it and then he leaves. And that could be it. And then maybe we'll see him in Ahsoka. 
Maybe we'll see him in Mando season three. That's another. Oof. He's a total wild card. That, that's <laughs> like, oh, that's he, also why he's so exciting because you never like he's literally just in it for the highest bidder. I don't think yes. he's ever acted in a way that is he's against never, that. Nope, he's never had a moral obligation other than nope. just is this within is, is this part of the contract? Yep. Then I'll do it. Yep, exactly. And then like he'll do the contract and somebody be like, "You need to help." And he's like, "Nope, wasn't in the contract." Yep. <laughs> and then like yeah, he's uh, he's so great. I love him so much. I'm oh, excited. God, it's so good. I am excited. Here's the thing though. I'm still like the reason I didn't like the show up until episode five when it became the mandalorian i like i liked the things the world building it was doing but i didn't like boba fett i like i wasn't a huge fan of it in general and these last two episodes have been incredible but they felt like incredible episodes of the mandalorian not the book of boba fett so i still don't really know if i'm still a huge fan of the show the uh, the book of boba fett and i don't know if i'm a fan of the character boba fett but I, I loved what we've seen. I just feel like it's in the wrong show, and I feel like it's a weird choice to put them in this show. I thought maybe they were doing like a one-episode side arc to show what the Mando's been up to, and now he's back. But then we got a two-episode side arc. They're tying the it in. They're tying this into season three of Mandalorian. Yeah, it, like, it just feels like a prologue of season three of Mandalorian that's shoved in the middle of kind of a crappy show. They might be long, long-gaming, long-goaling uh mandalorian and boba fett as like a thing yeah like a back and forth i think no we like, like in the universe now they are tied together oh, okay like they are now like like skywalker and ahsoka yep right it's now a tied in thing of just they work together they are there for each other they yeah. have their own teamwork thing going on i still don't think it's confirmed that there is going to be a mandalorian season three what if the next season of this story is just called the mandalorians and it's just <laughs> Boba Fett and uh, and Din going off on buddy buddy cop space adventures, which that, that is also be... something I could see. Like if Grogu stays and keeps the lightsaber, but we get Boba Fett and he fucking gets his shit together <laughs> and becomes cool <laughs> and <laughs> literally throw him in the back of the bubble and they just go on cool space adventures together. I'd be down. But then the, the name The Mandalorians sounds like it's like keeping up with the Mandalorians. <laughs> Like, no, but like, but that's an option. Yeah, right. And then you can keep Grogu assigned to the Ahsoka, Ahsoka. and Luke situation, and you keep us tight in on everybody's stories as time goes on. You could almost smell the steak <laughs> and the ten thousand dollar <laughs> bottle of wine that was just delivered to us. Right. Uh, my nails imagine, are feeling tingly from um, this petty. Imagine if we had eight hours a day, forty hours a week to talk about this, and we were in control of this. Yeah, it's good shit. We could just be like, you know what? Uh, we've been at this for a few hours. Let's go. Let's go get like a like a coffee breaker or something. And like we could just no. Why, why, why would we move? We would be carried. <laughs> why would we move? <laughs> we would be carried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this up. Yes, Let me do. make some calls. I'll see what I can do. Okay, I like it. I like it very much. Um, big week next week. Oh man, I'm very excited to talk. <laughs> Okay, all right, all right, all right. And we'll talk about Batman next week. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
sound you. That's why we sound you. That's why we sound That's why we sound I even noticed this. In my seat, I've been doing this. Oh, no. <laughs> the micro thrusts. That's why How do you even do that? How are you That's moving that small? <laughs> are you just like flexing your butt cheeks? That's how we sound. Oh my God, I hate That's it. I'm so glad we're an audio only medium. 